listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We're ready to splash you with a little love and laughter and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. Mm. And today, we have one of our very own. Our own. Ashley Ulmer is joining <laughs> us in the Splash Zone yes. all the way from New Mexico. Woo-hoo. She handles all of our, she's our content director. Anything you see that is driven you on our Instagram or Facebook to listen to Splash, Ashley created. She's our girl. And Ashley has a miracle. Her and her husband, Sean, have a miracle story Mm -hmm. that I am so excited for them to splash you with. Um, Any moms out there or families who wonder if God's doing miracles in your life, especially during this pandemic, Mm -hmm. this story is not only going to refresh you and revive you, but it's going to remind you of who's in control and who is still delivering miracles in our life today. We just need to look for them. So Ashley, welcome to the Splash Zone. Hey, Ashley. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to, to finally be on this side of the podcast. Right? This is exciting. I can't wait to see like the content you create for yourself when we promote you. I know. I, I was thinking about that. That's going to be kind of weird now yeah. that I think about it. It's going to be beautiful. Photos of myself, so that's kind of funny, but I'm excited. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you for getting uncomfortable and coming on yes. this side of the of the camera because we this story is so beautiful, and I remember when you shared it with me years ago. Um, but just to give you a little update on Ashley, she's a mother of three, freelance graphic designer. She's been married to her husband, Sean, for 13 years, and they reside in New Mexico. But similarly, Barbara, I want to tell you, to Abraham, Gideon, Joshua, who followed God, even when they were unsure where to go or where he was leading them, Ashley and her family were faced with a a life event. And I want her to share this with her, that just it grew and made her her faith stronger, her and her husband's marriage stronger, um, and the relationship with God stronger. Because Mm. when we witness a miracle from God, Mm -hmm. it changes us. Of course. What can happen sometimes and why this episode is so important to me and why I was excited to have Ashley on and grateful that she would share this with our Splash family is we can get years away from a miracle Mm-hmm. Um, and you think, I mean, look at the mm-hmm. Israelites. They walked across dry land. Moses parted the Red Sea, and they start whining, complaining, and arguing. They're forgetting right. who was in control, right. who they were following, who was leading them. And so stories like this for me are so important because I remember miracles in my life, but now years have gone right. by, and I'm like, was that really a miracle? Yeah. Did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Was that? A, did I dream that? Right. And God's like, hello. Hello. <laughs> So, Ashley, will you please start from the beginning of your biggest miracle in your young life so far that's happened and tell us a story about your son, your second son, August? Yes. Yeah. So, um, like you said, Sean and I, uh, we've been married for almost 13 years now. So, we were married in 2007, um, high school sweethearts, and we um, waited a few years to have our first son, which was until 2010. Um, and we had Kingston in 2010, and then we uh, tried, you know, waited a year or so to try for a second one, um, but it took a while to get pregnant. So um, it took us about a year and a half to get pregnant, but also it took a little bit longer because during that time I had joined the Army. Um, so it just took us a while. So this is a baby that we've been praying for and so excited and hopeful for. Um, and then finally I found out I was pregnant in 2013. Um, so we were ecstatic. And so um, I would go to my regular OB appointments, and it finally came to the appointment. I want to say I was about 
13 to 15 weeks. I don't remember exactly. Um, but we went to the appointment to, they basically do like to measure all the, the, the muscles and the bones and everything of the mm-hmm. baby just to make sure everything is growing uh, correctly. And then also to find Which out Which you are familiar well. with because this wasn't your first baby. Right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, your so first son. Normal, right. Normal checkup. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it, it was our first like major ultrasound because they'll do, you know, runs in the OB office, but they're not real. But this is like the first like 3D one that we could see him real well and really see his face and, and find out if he was a boy or a girl. So we were really excited. Um, so we went to the appointment and they were doing the regular anatomy check to just check, you know, how long his femur is and how, make sure his skull is developing properly and everything and just checking all his organs. So this appointment takes longer. Um, but in this appointment, she kept kind of going over a certain spot in his, like in his body, but obviously looking, me and my husband looking at it, we don't know what she's looking sure. at. We don't know what right. these things are, but she kept kind of going over one mm. spot and staying there for a little bit, taking a lot of pictures of it and everything. Um, but we were just excited just to see him. So during the appointment, we're like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome to see all, you know, what he looks like and everything. Then finally, when the appointment was over, the tech had told us, she's like, um, I just want you to know the reason I kept kind of staying in that spot, that's his left kidney. And for whatever reason, um, it looks really dark. And she said, normally it shouldn't look like that right now. And so she said, I want us to kind of watch it and have you guys come back in a few weeks um, to have us kind of monitor this and see everything's okay. So we left the appointment, um, you know, kind of worried, but not too much just because he was still so little and, you know, everything's still developing. But then we came back a few, I think it was about a month and a half later. Um, same thing. They just wanted to check everything. But then again, over the left kidney, it was still really dark. But then this time also the right kidney was also really dark. And mm. so basically the way she explained it is she said, she said, we need to get you in touch with our, um, or not our, but the pediatric kidney specialist for New Mexico so he can let you know kind of what's going on. So we ended up starting to meet with a kidney specialist here in town. Um, and he had told us, he said, yeah, they shouldn't be um, looking that dark, but also his kidneys are measuring really large for his gestational age. Like basically when he was in my tummy, his kidneys were measuring almost the size of a newborn baby when he was only, you know, 17, 17 to 22 weeks. Like he, mm. it, they were pretty big for his, his size. Wow. And so he had said, let's just keep watching it. So he said, let's, so at first we started out doing appointments maybe I think every month and then it eventually started going every two weeks and he said, let's keep watching this. And as we started going further and further along, he said, yeah, they're still not looking right. Um, but then eventually they started to get even bigger, but also um, they had cysts in them. So we could see mm. them on the ultrasound. And as he got bigger, uh, my mom and I used to go to these appointments once a week. Um, and they basically, if you could picture um, a sponge. So if you picture like the shape of a sponge and the air pockets in the sponge uh-huh. will make the sponge stretch out because there's more air pockets. And so the cysts were basically acting as if they were air pockets in right. his kidneys. So that's making the kidneys larger. And so um, he, the doctor, uh, Dr. Miller, he's the kidney specialist here. He had said, um, you know, his kidneys, he's like looking at them. He's like, as of right now, I'm going to diagnose him with polycystic kidney disease because he said he mm. definitely has cysts on both kidneys. And he said, just to let you know, um, the likelihood, he said there's, there's 50 cent, 50% chance that either he's going to be on dialysis immediately when he's born oh. or he's not going to make it when he's born. Oh, wow. um, because he said his kidneys won't be able to function. And he said, and, and at this age or, you know, oh. at this size, we can't give him one of our kidneys because obviously he's way right. too little. And he can't get a, a kidney transplant until I think he said he was almost eight, 
eight or nine years old because he's just way too little. And so he said, we're going to monitor this every week. So once a week, my mom and I um, would go And Ashley, can I just pause you for a second? Is there any sure. kidney disease in your family? That we, at the time, we didn't know of anything. But then after the fact, we found out um, that my mother-in-law, she had something with her kidneys. I don't think it was polycystic, but she had something weird with her kidneys. But then also since then, it's funny because the last couple of years, my husband has had a lot of kidney stones and a lot of just issues, like his kidneys hurt and everything. So we've been actually watching that. But it's funny because polycystic kidney disease, what the, the um, kidney specialist is explaining to us is that generations, like even my generation or older generations, a lot of us don't know if we have it or not, just because they're not going to randomly check you um, for this disease unless your kidneys stop functioning. And mm-hmm. so especially like when I was in utero, like in my mom's belly, they didn't check for anything like that because there was no reason for them to give her right. an ultrasound. Unless, I think at that time they wouldn't kill unless there was some, some complication. But other than that, like she would never, so I would never know if I had it unless I physically went and got an ultrasound just to check it just randomly. We don't know for sure. Um, but like I said, since then, my mother-in-law's had issues with her kidneys and my husband has. So I think it might be, um, but we just don't know where, where it came from. Right. Um, exactly. Okay. So you and your mom are going to these visits cause your husband's serving our country. Well, at that time he was back, but okay. yeah. So basically he was just cause he was working. I mean, he would go sometimes, but I mean, since they were weekly, um, he had to work. So it was mostly my mom and I would go, but, um, so we would go once a week and we would every single week. On the screen, I would see the kidneys. She would see uh, the, I'm sorry, the cysts on his kidneys. She would see them, and we would meet with Dr. Miller, uh, you know, every couple weeks. So we would go to the ultrasound place once a week, and we would meet with Dr. Miller every couple weeks to go over the results. And he said, yeah, they're still there. He's still got polycystic kidney disease. Um, Basically, just kind of letting us know, again, like, if when he's born, if he needs to go on dialysis, I need to be there right away so that we can get him hooked up to that because... One of his main concerns was if, if he was to survive um, when he was born, he's not going to be able to urinate on his own, which could um, lead to, obviously, that's really bad. Um, so he was <laughs> worried he wouldn't be able to urinate. Right. Um, and then also his kidneys would function, which wouldn't function. So they'd have to hook him up to dialysis. So right. all these, you know, I think four or five months go by going to these appointments every week. And finally, um, I'm, you know, August is due. And so we had scheduled... Um, for me to be induced just so that way they can make sure the, the kidney specialist was on call that day. Um, so on June 16th, um, 2014, I was induced um, and he came pretty quick. He was our fastest uh, wow. baby. So he came fast. Um, and like I said, Dr. Miller was there. Um, and he wanted to make sure he was there so that if there's any complications when he's born, he's there to help as much as he can. Um, as soon as he was born, it was funny because they, you know, they take the baby out, they clean him up and everything before they bring him back to you. When they were cleaning him up, the first thing that happened um, is he peed on the doctor, which sounds funny. <laughs> you probably went, we Yay! Were like, Yeah, we were like, praise God, like he peed, like this is amazing. And so he peed on the doctor. And then, um, of course, they were still concerned because the day before we went to that appointment, the cysts were still there. Um, so they obviously, Dr. Miller was there and so they let the baby or let August stay with us for maybe 30, 45 minutes. And then they had to take him to the NICU. And so at this time we didn't know because there was no ultrasound on him. So we hadn't seen what, what's going on or anything, but he's, you know, Dr. Miller's monitoring him, taking him to the NICU, watching his vitals and everything. Um, and so when, when the baby's in the NICU, 
um, use the mother is still in charge of changing the diaper and obviously feeding the baby and everything just to get that bonding time. So every time they needed to change his diaper, they would call me down. Um, and so I think this was the night or the morning following the night he was born, and I went down there to change his diaper. And when I changed it, he um, there was actually blood in his diaper, like he had peed blood out. Mm. Um, and so, and, and a lot of people had asked me, they're like, well, was it because he got circumcised or something? Was it from that? No, we didn't get anything done yet because they didn't want to put him under any more stress than he possibly could be. And so he definitely had peed blood, which was one of the symptoms of something wrong with his kidneys. And so we were still worried Mm. that something was wrong. And so the nurse told me, she's like, we need to get him an ultrasound right away. Um, so in the next few hours, she had called me back down. Let's get him an ultrasound and see what's going on. Um, and at this time, Dr. Miller wasn't there. It was just me and the, the nurse. And she gave him an ultrasound, and she was doing it and everything. And she said, okay, so um, so what am I looking for? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, shouldn't you, shouldn't you know? Is this your job? You know, but she's right. like, well, I know I'm looking at the kidneys. But she's like, but I don't see anything that you guys are talking about. There's no cysts. Like, he's, he's fine. Like, his wow. kidneys are fine. And so I was like, are you sure? Like, uh, I just saw them yesterday. Like, they were there. And she's like, no. I don't see anything, but she's like, but I'm going to give these results to Dr. Miller and he can give you like the proper diagnosis and everything. So I was like, okay. So I was already really excited because I'm like, she doesn't see anything. I think everything's awesome. And so sure enough, an hour or so later, go back then down there to meet Dr. Miller. And he, he just looked kind of surprised. He came and he met me and he said, you know, it's like, I'm not a, I can't say I'm a believing man and I can't say this is a miracle, but he's like, but I, what I can say is that those cysts were there yesterday and they're not here today. And he said, and I mm. can't explain to you why. Wow. Um, and he said, I don't have an explanation. Um, but he said, they're definitely not there. And mm. they were there. He said that there's, they were, they're 100% there and they're not there now. Um, but mm. he said, so he's like, the plan is now he's like, I think he's fine and you could take him home and monitor wow. him. Wow. And so we went a couple weeks later to go see him. And so everything's fine. And even since then, we go once a year to see him um, just to make sure and monitor him and everything. And um, ever since he was born, August kidneys, even we went a few months ago, they're still measuring really large um, for his age. And so there obviously was something that happened that made his kidneys bigger because they still are to this day bigger, um, you know, measuring larger than normal. But we still just monitor him and everything. But we know, like I have the ultrasound pictures of, Mm. the cysts on his kidneys and then based on his ultrasounds now there's nothing in there other than them being large um so you know we definitely know that god had healed him because there's no other explanation why mm. you know that That's they awesome. would be there and not there now so mm. Mm. That's just i know i love stories like i that. do too Aww. and i don't i guess but i want to unpack why we don't freak out about stuff like this why this ends up yeah, like to it's be, like oh maybe they misread it oh i'm sure the doctor just yeah. misread it it was never there it was never there and we yeah. god's going hello why are we not on our face just mm-hmm. re- recognizing that god wants to do those kind of miracles in our lives tell me yeah. though the state of your heart and where you really were at as a couple sure. when you're carrying this baby and you're being put through this roller coaster. I mean, how are you feeling and what does your faith look like? Because there's people listening right now that are going through something like this. Right. And maybe mm-hmm. they can't even get into the hospital because of right. the pandemic and everything else that's yeah. going on. Um, but what 
was your faith like? And where was your journey with God in terms of um, you had the one healthy son and now you're pregnant and thinking, is my baby going to pop out and I have to put him or her on dialysis? You're right. Right. Yeah. For me, so my husband and I have two different stories as far as um, what we were feeling during this time. Me, I feel like, um, or not I feel like, I, w- I just had such a peace about it. Um, and I just, during that time, I just would pray and I just trusted, like, God, I know August is in your hands. I know that regardless of the outcome, that you are with us and that your will will be done. Um, so I just had, like, a peace about it. Um, and just, and I don't know if I would necessarily say I had more faith than my husband did, because I think it was almost, I had a piece about it, but also I wouldn't let myself go there. Like, I wouldn't let myself think, like, well, what if he doesn't make it? Or, you know, I just wanted to kind of keep, like, even keel and not be stressed about it. And so I just kind of, um, you know, blissfully said, I'm going to have faith, but I'm just going to trust this because I can't let myself go there because that would, you know, I would just worry myself, you know, to death. Whereas my husband, on the other hand, when we were together, we would pray together about it. And obviously we had um, even my, my family and um, friends and stuff were doing prayer chains and stuff for August and everything. Um, but what I didn't know, and Sean didn't tell me this until after August was born, is that sometimes at night he would be so anxious about it that he would just have to get up and go worship and pray. And so he was praying and just weeping and just so worried this throughout the pregnancy. But during that time, he didn't tell me this because he didn't want to you know, add stress to me being pregnant and everything. And so um, he was more anxious about the situation, but also I feel like his faith was bigger in that he was staying up at night and praying and just trusting God that everything's going to be okay. But he also, um, he's definitely more prone to get anxious and worried about things than I am. Um, So he was more worried about it, but um, he had, you know, faith and trust and just praying at night all the time. So I feel like his faith was even bigger than mine at some points. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though I was more at peace about it, but he was definitely uh, seeking the Lord more so throughout that um, situation than I was. August is an interesting name. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you, you name, say he was born in him? June? Yeah. Is, yes. what, did you did you name him August or have that name before uh, he we, was born, oh, or did it come? I was going to ask that, buddy, because I thought she earlier just yeah. said he was born in June, and I go, "Why'd you call him August?" Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's the number one question we get every time we tell somebody his name's August. They're like, "Well, is he born in August?" I'm like, no, he's born in June. But no, we actually <laughs> we, we really like we like the name August um, even before um, because I think at the time I think it was because we saw that movie August Rush and we just really liked oh, the name oh, I and liked everything. That was movie August, August Rush, yes, yeah, yeah. But then. Like we're like Sean and I both with all three of our boys, all three of their names have like really specific names because we wanted to just give them a name that you know speaks over their life and um and just kind of you know is the precedence for their life. Um, so August, we really were praying about a name and we really liked the name August, and we had found out that the word or the name August means magnificent. Um, and so we we had a different middle name for a long time, but then we ended up finding the middle name Jace because it means healer. And so we wanted to name him that um, just in faith, saying that our magnificent healer is going to heal our son. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so his name means magnificent healer, and that's why we went with August Jace, even though he was born in June. So his middle <laughs> name is Jace, J-A-C-E? Uh, J-A-Y-C-E, yeah. J-A-Y-C-E, oh, wow. 
You know, that's an interesting uh, story too. When we when we were going to name Kirk, I know. Yeah, this is <laughs> my this husband, isn't as, as yeah, good as yours. Actually, Ash. my my husband wanted. He was a big Star Trek fan, mm-hmm. and uh, oh. so he named Kirk after Captain Kirk of the Starship Enterprise. Oh, right. And I was like, okay, honey, I, I like the name Kirk, but what does it actually mean? So I went in to see what it meant, and it meant of the church. It did. Oh, yes. wow. I didn't know that. I know oh. these years. What? Yep, of the church. You're like, okay, Captain yep. Kirk, that, it that's is. That's what I said. Of the that's church. Amazing. And look at, look yes. at me today. Wow. So, oh, of the church. I can't, can't wait to see. Oh, that gives me the chills. I can't wait. And how old is August now? He will be six in June. Oh. So he's almost six. So. so cute. And how's he doing? So you go yearly for checkups? Yeah. Yeah, we go um, once a year for his checkup. Um, and yeah, he's doing great. And actually... This past, uh, we went in, I think, January. This past January, uh, Dr. Miller also wanted to check his two brothers, Kingston and Micah, just to make sure because, you know, it's it's genetic. And so they, he wanted to make sure nothing was wrong with theirs. But both of theirs were measuring totally normal, totally fine. But August, they're still measuring big, um, but there's no cysts or anything like okay. that. And, I mean, but even now, like, praise God, if anything did come back, which I don't believe it will. But if it did, he, we can give him one of our kidneys now. So it's okay. not... Um, you know, that could, but when he's an infant, you can't do anything for right. him other than get him on dialysis. So it was really mm, a yeah. scary thing, but wow. yeah, but he's doing great. Yeah. He, he's wonderful. in kindergarten and uh, we're doing homeschool now. So I'm his new teacher and he loves that. So. <laughs> did the doctors ever figure out what happened? I mean, what did, what did, what did they say about that? Cause here he, they were, well, well he, when he was in your tummy, they were seeing these. And also when he you mm-hmm. delivered him, they were seeing these cysts and the yes, problems with so, the kidneys. It wasn't like it just was when you were pregnant. After you delivered him, they still the doctors still saw that on the x-rays, right? Well, so when he was first born, we didn't, the first ultrasound, well, so, I'm sorry. So when he was first born, he had peed on the doctor, which was like our glimpse of hope. Like he he urinated like he's good, but then then a couple hours later, later that night, he was peeing blood, which was a sign of something is wrong yeah. with his kidneys. Um, and then she had ordered the ultrasound, and at that time, she didn't see anything, so there was no ultrasound oh. of him oh, out wow. of my tummy with the cyst there. So we didn't see them out of him. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but I know that since he had um, had the the blood in his diaper that he definitely had peed blood, which is not normal. Like right, that, right. there's something wrong when that happens. And so yeah. I don't know if when that happened, God healed him in, in that moment or right before we, we got the ultrasound. I'm not sure when it happened mm. or how it happened, but I just know that what we saw the day before was definitely not there the next day. And, and I, and I was really excited because for the longest time I couldn't find his, um, his ultrasound pictures with the cysts on them. Like I don't, I could, I misplaced them and I was so upset. But then actually just the other day, just because being at home during COVID, we've been doing a lot of home projects and I cleaned out one of our closets and I found them. And so I have a picture of his kidneys with the cysts on them. Um, and then, so, which is, it's amazing, you know, cause like you said at the beginning, it's like sometimes with, when these miracles happen, just because you're so many years out, you start to question, well, did I actually see that? Or did that actually happen? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. well, maybe it was something weird or something, you know, but no, but I found him again. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, they were there. Like you could see the, the dots on his kidneys all over both of them, you know, like a little sponge. Um, and so, yeah, so it was amazing. But during that time, like one thing that really gave my husband and I peace is, like I said, 
we pictured his kidneys as a little sponge. We would always pray over him, um, Psalm 139, um, which is, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Um, just picturing, because I just would literally picture when I was praying, like God literally knitting his kidneys together, you know, sewing those holes shut to make it um, whole again. And so um, so that's his, his verse for his life, is Psalm 139. So. Yeah. What advice would you give moms listening right now that are maybe going through a similar situation? Especially, you know, Buddy, I always tell you this, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to share with my listeners, with our, with our listeners on Splash or Splash Family. The thing that drops me faster than yeah. anything is your kids. your kids. If you're a mom out there, you know exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. And so going through this, what, what advice would you give moms listening right now? Yeah, you know, I I would say just to trust. Like if you're going through something um, scary like this, it's to, all, all like all you can do is trust God. All you can do is just trust that he's in the hands of Jesus because like me as a mother, especially when he's in, in utero, in my belly, I can't physically go in there and, and help him. And I just had, that's all you can do is just sit back and just trust and pray. And so that would be my biggest um, piece of advice is just to trust God and trust that he knows um, your child and he knows your situation. He has your best intentions at heart. Um, and it's hard because I know so many times these situations don't turn out the same way that August situation did. That's right. But, you know, that the, the baby isn't healed or the child isn't isn't saved or, you know, and so those situations are so hard to um, even address. But all I can say is just regardless, like all you can do is trust God because um, it's out of our hands and we can't, we can't make it, make the child better or make them well again. Only he can. And so the right. biggest thing we can do is just to pray and just to trust and, know that he's good all the time, regardless of the outcome. Mm. And then were you nervous to get pregnant again? No, I, we were excited. Like we, um, like we how wanted, much later did your next one. son come? He came, they're almost exactly two years apart. So they're okay. pretty close in age. So, um, with Micah, we, we tried, um, we had him pretty quick. Like I got pregnant really quick. So he, him and August are really close in age. They're, they're best buddies, but, uh, but yeah, we were really excited and we were the same thing like with Micah, whenever we had him, they wanted to monitor him closely just to make sure nothing um, was going on with his kidneys, but his always measured just fine. And so they weren't mm. watching him as much, but, um, but yeah, so we were really excited to, to have another one. Mm. Yeah. Well, Ash, we want to thank you so much for sharing this miracle with us and giving us an opportunity to be reminded that no matter what our circumstances are, that we need to be transferring our trust. And I That's believe right. someone's listening right yeah. now that needs to transfer their trust off of themselves yep. and over to the God who created all things. And yeah, he is in full control. He was in full control when August was in your belly and he was full control when he's delivered. We still don't have the power to fix anything, whether we can touch our children or they're still in our you know, we're delivering them or we haven't even had them yet. God's still in control of all of that. And so I just want to encourage people to understand that God is in the miracle business. He's still creating miracles in 2020 and he still wants to answer your prayers. We just need to get on our face and ask him. He goes, Mm -hmm. make your request known to me. And you're right. Sometimes the stories are different because his plans were maybe to deliver that baby to heaven and you're going to meet him in heaven again one day. But that wasn't the plan here. And I want to celebrate miracles, but I also was excited, Ashley, about sharing you, who Mm -hmm. works with Splash for Mm -hmm. all these four seasons, with our Splash family. I want you to know 
know that we are real families that are dealing with our own issues and miracles and hardships. And um, we're not immune to any of those just because we have a podcast. And so thank you so much for being vulnerable and getting on here with us today. And beautiful story. And please drop us a line. If you've had something, a listener's had something that's happened or a miracle, we would love to hear from you. And I know it would really bless Ashley and her family too. But until then, splash some miracles around. (laughs) Share these stories with people. Right Right now during these times, people want to hear about God's redemption. And I want to hear. Exactly. I want to hear the stories. About God's goodness. So thank you for listening and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com. 